am Rain Phoenix. And I'm Summer Phoenix. And you're listening to Launch Left Podcast, Podcast, a space for famed creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels. Also an intentional space to highlight and empower all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. Mm. You're joining us here today at Gold Diggers in Hollywood, Woo! California. And we have the immense pleasure of introducing you to Kev and Will B of the band Black Violin. Black Violin. Black Violin. Welcome, guys. All Welcome the way to from show. South Florida. All the way yeah. from South Florida. You know Thank we're you Floridians. Are you? Yes. Are you? Time. Yeah. I mean, it's wow. obvious. We were raised right. in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Okay. Oh, nice. okay. North okay. Central, so right. not not quite as south, but right. actually close to Georgia. Mm. Right. Yes. But I was so, born south. Yes, you and were. And that's pretty rare to be born in Florida. Were you guys right. born in Florida? I was born. I wasn't born in Florida. Where in Florida were you born? I was born in Fort Lauderdale, in Broward County, uh, yep. Broward General in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Sure. I still no. live in Fort Lauderdale. You still live in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about you? I was born in the Caribbean, Bahamas. Okay. That's where I was born. And when did you make it over to? I was about ten years old when I made it over here, and um, didn't leave. Stayed around, stuck around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And how did you guys meet? Uh, we met in high school, uh, first day of uh, high school in orchestra class. Okay, and you guys are in a band, and you play violin and viola. Yeah. For Woo! us who don't Listen, know, it's not a band. Yeah, for it's us who don't know, it's an orchestra. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, yeah. You guys play in a soul, funk, uh-huh. hip hop orchestra. Yeah. Can you tell us, let us know what the difference between a viola and a violin? Well, I mean, the difference is the easiest way to explain the difference is. You know, everybody, most people are familiar with the choir, right? You got the soprano and the alto. That's pretty much the, the difference. You know, you got the violin, which is smaller and it's, it's higher pitched. You know what I'm saying? The viola is a little lower and sexier. It looks better. Is this a I point of contention for you guys? Nobody <laughs> even knows what a viola is. They call it the viola, first of all. And um, But yeah, like it's basically, it's a violin's a, a smaller and it's obviously well, more well known. It has more of a defined voice. The viola is sort of a kind of an awkward sounding instrument honestly that's why most people don't play it but it's really important in the in the in the voicing of an orchestra you know so it's like it's like that middle it's that you know that that harmony that just gives it the color so it's on, important on your new record mm-hmm. on the song al green mm-hmm. right. is that viola yes. that we're hearing okay yes. so that's what i wanted to know was right. that i was like okay now am i telling the difference <laughs> all about her it you. always goes back to her you have a well-trained ear so don't listen you listen to me <laughs> this i didn't learn in fifth grade but my question um here's my next question is i always feel that violins are like a, vo- a voice in a lot of ways mm-hmm. right and have a sense of urgency to them and when you guys are playing in your orchestra <laughs> Um, there's like a dueling quality right. between these voices. And I notice on the record also, you often don't play violin and viola on the songs that you sing on. I mean, there are some, mm-hmm. but I right. felt, and I wondered if like the, if that was maybe due to the fact that maybe you agreed with me in some <laughs> way and thought that also your string instruments were your voices in some way. You're, you're wow. I mean, you're, you're kind of spot on. I mean, I think... <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we try to approach it very, very differently, differently than anybody. If you think about, you know, jazz, you got the sax, the guitar. No one thinks of the string instrument in that way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? As an instrument that is in the forefront, that's 
in your face. You know what I'm saying? So we really try to be very purposeful about that. About if I'm playing, I'm more of the R&B, very like Al Green. It's very smooth and and with the violin, he's very kind of aggressive with it, like he's rapping or spitting. You know what I mean? So we really try to be very be very intentional about. This is a violin, this is a viola, but you're going to hear it. You're going to hear us. And it's going to lead the situation, you know? I mean, the song that we are performing is Spaz. I mean, if you look at it and you hopefully you watch it um, on YouTube, you know, we kind of, we're trading off as if we're giving each other, we're like, yeah, you take a yeah. 16 and we take a 16 and we're going to yeah. come together and, and, and spit the chorus or spit the hook kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that our approach to it is a lot of why we've been able to have success because it's like, okay, it was one thing to not hear violins in that way, but it's another thing to not see violinists move like rappers like when we perform and how we approach the music we're 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 giving you classical music but it's in the same form that drake songs in yeah it's taking like gangster's paradise and being like here's a whole fucking record (laughs) exactly that's exactly what the whole idea is so it's like you know i'm always just um you know first of all i'm super impressed that you noticed that (laughs) i'm gonna give you all of it all of the all of the credits and all of the juice because that was a great catch and um and then yeah like you know the violin and the saxophone i'll say the two instruments that closest to mimicking the human voice and you know we just wanted to take that and take it to a whole nother level and bring that idea into popular music and into hip-hop what brought you both to music well, my mama made me do it to start, you know. I didn't really want to play music. I kind of got in trouble in my neighborhood, and she was trying to find a way to get me to go to a school outside of my neighborhood. So she put me in this music program in fifth grade, and then it worked. I ended up getting into the Performing Arts Middle School. I had to get in a bus and go to the other side of the, the, the county to, to, to study music, and all of my other friends went to the normal school. So it did kind of take me away from them. So it did work, um, and it did what she wanted to do, and then... And then in high school, we met, and then, you know, we were just in this, we kind of went to, like, a black fame. Like, our whole school was just, everyone did something, you know, but everybody was just, like, black or Latina um, and in and, and the middle of the hood in Fort Lauderdale. So when we met, we were just playing classical music, but we met and, you know, we went to school in the 90s. So, you know, I'm, I'm listening to, like, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Like, walking to the walking to my bus where I'm listening. And that's when Biggie was coming out. I mean, everybody, like, you know, everything was... It was, was a great It was, like, time the best time to be... Yeah a teenager and listening to hip hop so we're listening and being immersed in this culture and then at the same time we're studying the violin and um and it just kind of kind of happened i don't i don't even know when i was like oh i'm gonna be a violinist just you know 30 years later we're still playing and And for you you and for you how did me i want to know how he came to music um it's a little different for me i wanted to play the sax and they put me in the wrong class true story (laughs) you know and um i was really excited about playing the sax too and uh and i went to the teacher and I was like oh man I want to play and he told me to sign up and I guess the string teacher was in the same room and they just played golf and they betted against me they're like listen whoever wins this golf game gets this kid in their class and I walk into the class and I'm like where's the trumpet where's the sax you know so I was stuck with the class about two three weeks and I just took advantage of it and uh, something clicked after like a couple of days you know I ended up just really loving this instrument it was very different because I've never honestly seen a string instrument up close but um I embraced it and I loved it and you know 26 years later I'm still mm-hmm. still 
still playing. <laughs> right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you guys met in school, like you right. said. At, yeah, at, at we the, met in school, and we met at orchestra class. It wasn't called Fame Academy. No, no, no. Uh, we went to Dillard, Dillard High School of the Performing Arts at Fort Lauderdale. Cool. And um, and when we were there, you know, we were always playing classical music, but after class, we were messing around. Will would always play the keyboard and start singing. He used to love Brian McKnight at the time. And mm-hmm. so everything, Brian McKnight, D'Angelo, like yeah. he was, so he was always just singing and stuff. And for me, like, you know, I would, um, I would, I was just always into, to, you know, producer. So like Missy was big at the time. Yes. And I remember Missy came out. Missy at the very beginning. I not to work out to her only. Man. <laughs> and at the very beginning, like she wasn't like really, really well received. You know, she's so different. And but uh, Missy and Timbaland and just the way that they started, you know, making their beats. I was really just started getting into, interested in just making beats like, right. you know, and that was my thing. But but, you know, we were studying classical. We had, you know, three three periods a day where we studied classical music and we just got nice on it. Like, I don't think we were ever like we're going to be the best violinist ever. We just taking this class and then we just get better and better every year. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, by the end, by the time we were seniors, we're like top three in the state, you know, and just from taking these classes, we had no lessons, nothing. Um, ended up getting full scholarships to college. Um, we went our separate ways. He went to Florida State University. I went to FSU? Florida, yeah. Florida International <laughs> University. And um, and then, you know, but when we when we split up, it just didn't feel the same. Like, you know, when we were at school, everyone looked like us. Now we're in college and like I was literally the only black kid in my entire orchestra wow. for the first three years. And um, so it was just a kind of a culture shock, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I think at that moment we started like, you know, they're like, all right, well, we studied this classical. Now, how can we take that and then make these beats and make these hip hop beats and take what we're learning from this, this study and bring it into popular culture? And then that was really kind of the focus after that. Well, that wow. was going to be my next question. You talked a lot about intention and bringing these right. string instruments to the forefront right. and giving them, you know, using them as voices. Right. So um, was that your intention initially to to go to the classical uh, community and say, yo, this is hip hop <laughs> and go to the hip hop community and say, yo, this is classical music right. and marry those two to try and bring those two genres together? Or was it just a very much like this is what we're doing? Right. Hope you like it. Well, I mean, it's it's very much like that. But at first, we just wanted to be producers, like Kev said. We wanted to be two major producers. You know, we were a huge fans of Timbaland. The Neptunes, you know what I'm saying, was yeah. big at the time. So that's it. We just wanted to incorporate something that we knew, which is classic music, in a way, in the popular music that no one's ever done. You know what I mean? That was the whole goal. And we had a whole label. We had artists that we, we signed to our labels or whatever. And we um, we would perform with these artists in South Florida. And we noticed how the crowd was very focused on us. You know what I mean? So we'd perform with them and playing along with them in the back and they're always just really focused on the violins like what is that behind the rapper or exactly. the singer, you know what I mean so we then we said to ourselves man let's just let's try this artist thing you know what I mean let's let's really try this because the whole putting the violin in the forefront of the viola is something that's not new to us we've always done it ever since high school it was always fun for us but then we started focusing on being artists and that was just a natural thing for us to do it wasn't something that we you know, we woke up one day and said, hey, we should put we should put these two genres together. It just it was really in us to do it. It was very organic how it happened. You know, like listening to a song on the radio and pulling out the viola was just very natural for us. It just we didn't even think twice. Nope. It's just and hip hop. That's what hip hop is about. Honestly, it's about expressing yourself. It's about you find that one thing that you love doing. Just express yourself with that one thing. And that's what hip hop is all about. And, uh, you know, I credit hip hop to just our ability to, to to really express ourselves the way that we do, you know? Yes. Larry. I'm a believer. I'm in. Well said. Well said. Um, 
I also hear tones like in the songs that you do. Is it you sing? Who's who's Anderson packing? Uh, yeah. who's, who's Lenny Kravitzing? Yeah, who's yeah. Andre 3000 all <laughs> over yeah, all the, the oh place my up goodness. in there? Man, those are three really good compliments. Obviously, those right. are that's massive compliment. But definitely, wow. th- that was what I was hearing. Thank you. That's wow. me doing all of those. You know. Amazing artists. I love the, every single one of those artists. And um, I think it started for me just, just again, just being in your own head as an artist and just going for it, right? Not, you know, just jumping and not even thinking about nothing, just expressing yourself. And over time, being on the stage, you, you develop, you grow. Yeah. And as a vocalist, I started really developing as a vocalist. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, I'm singing songs that people are mistakenly mistaking it for Anderson Pack or Curtis Mayfield or whatever so it's it's uh, it's great it's a huge compliment yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which brings I us to your yeah oh, sorry, my second ahead. question yeah. which is yeah your influences like and we I I hate doing it but I always go give us two top because then it may because I, I have a million right you have a million yeah. so maybe just how about ten top just tell <laughs> me who you love. like who really like when you were a kid your mom maybe played what got you to go like wow this they, like connect you know, because we really believe in music as a kind of therapeutic right. art and, and a way that it really touches, you know, it has the, it's the universal language. It has Absolutely. the ability to connect everyone mm-hmm. on the planet. And so, like, how did, how did, like, wh- who were those artists for you mm-hmm. that connected you to music in that way? Well, you know, I would say, like, you know, just to, to even step back a little music, you know, sometimes, you know, um, when I hear certain songs, it takes me to a point of my life you know so it's like you know everyone's influences are different you know mine like you know when you said like you know thinking about my childhood it makes me go back to probably my first influence and the influence that's still like when I hear anything by him I'm like I, just like the hair stand up on me and it's Bob Marley mm, right yeah. and I remember the Chills. reason why right the reason why is is that you know um, when I was a kid every morning my dad would wake up and listen to Bob Marley you know and mm. and I didn't know what he was doing at the time I know now because I'm you know I'm, I'm, older, I'm older and I understand the sense that we're in the room but um, but yeah like you know it, it was just like something about that like he'd wake up and he'd listen to Bob and I'm like why do you always listen to reggae music in the morning and he was like son that's how I cleanse my palate you know, and then and then as yeah. I studied, as I got got older, and I started studying Bob Marley, and I started studying pretty much everyone's music. You know, I mean, even the biggest, best, like you know, the people that was the truest to themselves. I don't know, I don't know if Bob Marley ever sang or ever recited an untrue or yeah. unreal so note or or lyric in ever. Yeah. Now every other artist, even us, I mean, we've been assigned to Universal. We've done all, you know, yeah. oh, we need to put this track on here or whatever. Right. So there's notes and things that maybe I don't listen to 10 years later and I don't think that Bob has any of that. And there's something about that, about being so true and, um, and the integrity of it. Yeah. So right. it's like it even it even exceeds music. It's more about just the, the a person that like lives their life like that. Yeah. You know, because if they live their art that way, then that's probably how they're living their life. So he was probably my first true influence that like you know really changed how i thought and then i'll say my next one just as to, to throw that in i'll give my, my top two okay. uh, musically would probably be timbaland you know because mm-hmm. i just loved how he approached making beats and it is why i do what i do now it's a big part of it not even the violin part but just trying to be creative you know he you know just listening how he did it i was always a huge fan of his and uh, probably my, my my two earliest um influences 
Fantastic. Yeah, great answers. Yeah, those are, you know, two great choices. Obviously, I'm inspired by those as well. Um, definitely Bob Marley. Like, I agree. I mean, I don't think he ever uttered a single word that he didn't, he didn't believe in. And I'm I'm typically drawn to artists like that. You know, one of my favorite artists of all time is Curtis Mayfield, you know. I, I think the same of him, just like the, you know, especially being of the times where he was creative and he didn't shy from speaking away, you know, speaking about things that he wanted to speak about, which was very necessary. And um, I just, I'm very, I'm very drawn to people like that. They're just really bold and just like, listen, this is how I feel, you know what I mean? And I'm an artist, so what? You know, I'm going to express myself the way that I want to. And I love that, you know what I mean? And um, his music really speaks to me. And um, another influencer, I don't know, let's say, uh, you know, yeah, Stevie Wonder for sure. Stevie Wonder, I would say, you know, Al Green, you know, the Marvin Gaye's of the world. I just love, yeah. I love that sound, that Motown yeah. sound. Yeah, it's we like, grew up with all, I mean, that was like. <laughs> I literally just told someone that yesterday. It was like, so what kind of music do you like? And I was like trying to go dip through like, well, I love PJ Harvey and Bjork. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, to be honest, Motown is like right. my favorite is, right? genre. Like if you've right. been on Well, it's just because of the feeling of it. The interesting, yeah. what I was so just authentic, thinking like, about when you were talking about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, it was like that level of authenticity right. is, was their activism. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and it, it. It was like such a gourd, which brings us, uh, uh, you know, yeah. to the third question that we always ask, which is like, how, you know, how does your art activate you? Mm. Um, and I have a feeling that because <laughs> your record is to me a kind of call to right. action to just to have hope. Yes. Right. Is it called Take the Stairs? Take the Stairs. Take the stairs. So, Which in and of itself, right. I, feel, I mean, I don't know why you guys call it that, but to me it always means like, I'm not going to take the elevator. Right. I'm taking, you know what I mean? Like no matter how high I got to go, right. I'm, I'm going to take the stairs. Well, that's there's it. that great quote, that's, that's exactly that great quote about, uh, <laughs> you know, take the first step. I think it was MLK who said mm-hmm. that. Like you right. might not know where it's going to lead, but take that first take step. That first like step. They, there may be an, imp- I don't know if it was, I think, I gotta look it up now while mm-hmm. we're talking. Well, you have <laughs> a song called One Step. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. And that's the whole point of that song yeah. is like, listen, here's what it is. Here's where we are as a people right now. Let's. What's that next move? What's that next step? You know, mm-hmm. the evolution. And um, yeah, I mean, our our music is just, you know, our music just for some for whatever reason really lends itself to that. Even if there's no words to our music, it really it really has this ability to really bring people together. It, it has this ability to really allow people to really think and broaden their minds and, and get people to uh, honestly, you know, develop a little bit of compassion with the people that's around them. Because if you come to Black Violence Show, there's all these different kinds of people that are in the same room together. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. and there is something in, um, th- I think, the very instruments that you play, like I was saying, there's like this level of urgency right. that comes from the sound right. that they make. Yeah. And that d- that is so activating. Right, when right, you've right. got urgency with positivity, it right. is activating us all to unite. Yeah. That's real. And, and yeah. that, that's part of what we're trying to do. It's just like, you know, you know any art, any art, whether it's, you know, you know film television anything it's trying to create an emotional response now the people that are really good at it they can kind of pull at heartstrings depending oh i I know how to make this person feel sad in this moment i know how them to 
feel empathetic of it, you know, and, and the really good creative people can do that in all mediums. And um, for us, you know, I don't even think we try, but everything just always comes out hopeful, you know, like, you know, that's sort of the heartstring we're normally trying to tug on because I think, you know, we both think that, you know, it's probably the, the thing that's needed the most right now. And, um, and we have this awesome platform to do it. We, we are really good at tugging on that string. So um, we just kind of focus on it. Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole right. staircase. Yes. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Uh, yeah. that's, and that's, so that's what I think it might be in the yeah. title yep. of your record. Uh, like yeah, you jumping off into hope, you know, like hope doesn't mean you get what you attach to getting or that yeah. you want, but it's just having faith and hope that like, yeah. you know, what your path is matters, like using your voice to, 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 to do, to be optimistic right, in, a, in right. a time when there isn't. And I really love what you guys, what it seems like you're talking about a lot on the record is, you know, about how there's so much polarity going on right now right. and so much us against them. Right. And like, how do we, how do we, you know, highlight and talk about our shared humanity more? How do we come together around the things that, that we can connect on, right. like music, and art and culture you know like how do we bring like artists especially have that gift in many ways mm -hmm. right. to to neutralize in a way mm. some of that vehement back and forth that goes right. on you know yeah. and uh and i really love that that was part of what you're talking about with the record i think that's really important right now and i salute you for even having the courage to step out and 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 speak to that mm. it's it's necessary i mean we live this you know we're human beings just like anybody else and, and the funny thing is, man, like, you know, there's something that we all have in common. I don't care who you are. I don't care how famous, rich you are. Someone have has lost somebody at some point. You know what I mean? Like that whole Kobe thing, right? Oof. And, you know, man, that if that doesn't really put some perspective, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else will. Because it's like, bro... This can happen to anyone. Look at a person that's just like, and it happens to everyone. It, does. it happens to everyone. It can't, it you know what I mean? Happen. So it's it to me. It's like like you said. Like how do we get to that place that we can see each other's common, like see each other's just people, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I see you across the street. I see you from across the restaurant or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, you look different. You are different, but yo, we're the we're humans, right? Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, we don't do enough of educating people of just like. You know what I mean? Like the differences should be embraced and should be loved. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you should see someone that's different and just like want to know and, and, and just like be curious and just love that person. You know what I mean? Like education to me is the key. And I think we've been, you know, <laughs> we've been brainwashed for hundreds of years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like, how do we break that mold again? What's that next step? That one step we need to do to, to really, you know, go into, our future as 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 a species yeah you know for sure so. i agree with that completely yeah. i mean and like you know and even tying it back to the music you know i mean like i don't even know if we necessarily are trying to do anything like we're right. we're just being artists and yeah. when we create our art we we recognize we have a platform mm -hmm. that people respond to you know they you know last night we were in uh turlock california mm -hmm. never oh, been yeah. there before played a show and um and just sort of the 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 response from from the crowd and you know you look out in the crowd and it's just black white purple green this nine-year-old 90-year-olds like everything you know and then after it they just um they now have this experience where they shared an experience with people that they normally wouldn't even mm -hmm. talk to and then it's like mm -hmm. after the show they're like what you think oh it's great and then you know i mean just to be able to have an art form that 
you know, and a platform that we can just by the nature of these, you know, big black guys playing violin, it automatically is something that changes the way people <laughs> think. But then to have uh, music and uh, a performance that kind of gives people hope, you yeah. know, I mean, it's not, I don't think we ever dreamt of something like this, but right. now it's a responsibility of ours because we have it. So. Yeah, right. but the fact that you um, see that, that you have the awareness of that and that you adopt that as performers you know is is what's super powerful and really important right now like i i i'm of the opinion that you know we all have a marked amount of time here and a short window that we're here Mm -hmm. and if we're artists like um to inspire each other to take responsibility and to use our platform to encourage and inspire young people all over this country and the world um, to use their gifts to, to translate and transform our culture and our friends and our enemies and right. all, you know why not like you yeah. have this incredible power and if you right. have a platform like give it away it, mm-hmm. it makes it more eternal in a sense since we have right. such a For short sure. window like right. to really care about the bigger picture it, it it actually adds to your personal experience right. of like singing a song or getting on stage or yeah, being on tour. It's I like does. I'm doing this in a wider <laughs> aspiration. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. truly, like if we really just came on stage and entertained you every night, it's like okay, I mean that's fine. Right. But you know, we no, have this we like, have this idea. We have a a, a a time. We have a hundred minutes with you. It's like okay, we can entertain you. We could also inspire you and educate you at the same time. Call and response. And yeah, like you right. know, I mean, it's like we 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 give ourselves to to people because you know. We've seen it come back. Like, you know, I remember 12 years ago, we were at a show, maybe longer. I wasn't even married yet. And we were at a show. Um, we just won Showtime at the Apollo. Like, our career is just starting. And then this guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, I have these two kids. And they they um, they study with the same person that started you on violin. This is a local show, right? Wow. And I remember at the time, I, I wasn't, you know, I had some new girlfriend. I wasn't even, I, look, I talked to them a little bit. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, you know, da, 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 da. You know, I want to be like me. Just make sure you practice, 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 right? Go, you know, just, this is just some snapshot shot from you know 15 16 years ago then fast forward maybe you know eight years later and we're performing again in a local show but a bigger show now we're sold out and then the promoter was like hey we got these you know young violin players to open up for you and i was mad me and we were both mad like what we want to be the first violinist on the stage what are you talking about tell them no and it was like i already told them their dad said that they're gonna do it and i'm like all right cool so you know i sit on the side of the stage and watch these young kids just like play like baby black violin they're just like they're 15 and 16 brothers they go to our high school and like you know and they're performing i'm like wow like they're killing it out there and at the very end of the performance it was like i remember talking to kev marcus eight years ago and he said practice 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 i was like oh "Oh my my god God, and i remember at the moment like i was just like at the moment i wasn't even really trying to talk to them out because i was like running out the door or whatever and then like you know that little moment that you know he it meant meant so much to him to them and now they're like they're called sons of maestro and they're performers and professionals and they run around the country just like we do um and um and so it's like we I think in that moment we realize that, you know, you just don't know what that little exactly. whatever you can do, whatever seed you can plant, yeah. you don't know where it's gonna um where it's gonna grow. Yeah, you know, yeah. Gonna grow. And that's that not so the important part is like keeping track of how you've influenced no. people, right? right. We just the important spread part it. is is doing your best. Right. It's one foot in front of the other, giving back in whatever way that you right, can right, as an right. artist. And sometimes it'll land, sometimes that, that's not the point. The point is like it feeds your soul to right. give outwardly, right? And yeah. so that's what's amazing i 
think for a lot of people, like until they volunteer as an artist or until they do something that isn't about just them getting like somewhere, right. mm-hmm. they that's the first time they'll touch into that. Mm. But it's actually a thing that happens in you, as I think is an artist. I think it's in everybody. It. And I yeah, think of course. we, as humans, forget that at some point. I mean, yeah. that I think... There's something in everybody that it triggers. I mean, yeah. sometimes it may take you be becoming extremely rich and famous or whatever, then you just like, then it clicks. You know what I'm saying? Something may happen to you that, that it may come back. But I think, I think it's in everybody that if you do something and you do it well and you're able to take this thing that you do extremely well and give it to somebody else, mm-hmm. there's nothing... There's nothing like that. You can't buy that feeling. Nope. You know what I'm saying? And I think we're all hardwired to feel that feeling of just like, oh, my God, that was amazing. That was great. Yeah. But we lose it. You yeah. feel me? Like, mm-hmm. we lose it. Yeah. And it's funny. I was watching this, this scene from a show. It's on HBO. I'm not going to. I'm not going to promote no show. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. My bad. But, um. The whole thing was about this guy who was a billionaire who gave away his billions. And he told this other guy he was talking to a quick story of how when he made his first million, he was so excited. He was just like hyped. Right. And that feeling of him making his first million, he didn't get that same feeling again until he gave away every penny that he got. You know what I'm saying? And that's just real. You know what I'm saying? I really believe that everybody has it in them. They just like at some point in their lives, they, it becomes all about them and and trying to get to this, this mountain, this, the top of the mountain. You know what I'm saying? And at some point they lose that, you know what I mean? Especially because they realize, I mean, I think eventually we all realize that there is no plateau at the top of the mountain. You don't get up there and every, all of a sudden you're like, Oh, okay, this is where, this is how I I climbed that. Here's the sad part. Here's the sad part. Here's the sad part. People will get there and they will realize at some point there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. And then, then what happens? They try to come down. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes mm-hmm. they jump down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is unfortunate, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's nothing up there. It's the journey. Yeah. That journey that you climbing up there and trying to get there and, and seeing people that are trying to get up there. You're like, yo, come on. Hop on my back. Yeah. I've been doing burpees all day. I'm strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, people mm-hmm. lose that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it ain't nothing up there. I find that same, like, feeling that you're talking about that is very intangible, Right. right? But in art, like I, Absolutely. you know, and you were talking about how like, um, a, you know, that your influence is it's, it's more about like a feeling and, a, and how a song can bring you back. And it's that sense, right? It's like our many senses, like a smell, a sound, mm-hmm. whatever can bring you just immediately transport. And that's what I was to... going to say about Bob Absolutely. Marley, like going back to both mm-hmm. of you chose him is like that his authenticity and his integrity as an artist is the kind of music that is so transformative that anyone that listens to it does get a little inspiration right. kick of maybe Absolutely. maybe I should feel that part of me that yes. is there that I haven't felt, mm-hmm. right? Because right. exactly. music encourages, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the conversation we love to have here. Is That's why we call it in an intentional space to yeah. highlight and empower artists right. is the idea that like when we have these conversations and we broadcast them mm-hmm. and when we cultivate that kind mm. of discussion in a very intentional way, right. we are putting seeds out there yeah. 
and yes. it doesn't we're not looking to see where they plan or what happened but the point is we're putting them out exactly. there on purpose yes. all of us together yes. and when we help each other in the community that is like you said we don't you know if you've done a lot of burpees today come on <laughs> come on, let's do come it. on I'll, I'll, right. we'll climb this next thing together that that kind of uh that kind of connection to other artists that fans out to everyone and you're mm -hmm. right it's not just artists that have that but i do think in many ways that artists have the ability to transform Absolutely. culture and we've seen that for so many generations and Absolutely. bob marley yeah. is one of those artists for and sure. i'll tell you like my kids exclusively i have a 12 and almost 16 year old boys um, exclusively listen to hip-hop mm -hmm, i mean we right. just had a whole conversation yesterday about how pusha t is just like not <laughs> recognized enough and right. when is he ever going to so get a right. grammy right. Sure, i mean that is so true and then this morning i put your guys's record on mm -hmm. while i'm making breakfast and getting ready to drop them off at school etc and they were both like what what's this <laughs> and i was like oh i'm interviewing these guys today we're right. gonna sit down and have a conversation he's like well what's the story and i was like i don't really know the story that's not you know we we kind of are we kind of stand we're here on, to like, learn we don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. anything right. we're here to learn, here to learn like and that. that's right. why we're sitting down with you guys yeah. so right. don't really do research per mm -hmm. se we listen right. to your music right. which was so thrilled but both of my kids were just right. like now this is good. Grateful. That's what's up. So the first time I'm hearing that. And it's also you. about like, you know, and it's 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 introducing them to something completely different, yet yeah, they exactly. still still liked it, which is, you know, the best compliment, you know, that anyone can give us. And again, you know, we're just trying to make, you know, we definitely are trying to be creative. We're definitely trying to do things that you can't hear anywhere else. But mm -hmm. yeah, like just trying to spread this idea of hope and, and the idea of taking the stairs, even, you know. Um well, Will and I, when we were talking about the, you know, we make the way our creative process is interesting. We'll sit down with no kind of um, box so to speak no you know it's the, to, to quote like Deepak Chopra it's the law of potentiality so the idea that anything is possible when we sit down in the studio is sort of how we go into it we may have you know maybe want half vocals half instrumentals we may have some loose construct but for the most part we just go and then this album we're just like let's just you know put hope on the wall so we put hope on the wall we came out with these 13 songs and they really felt good so a manager's like okay we gotta name this album we gotta name this album we're like ah, oh, we don't know like we don't want to call it hope we've been you know we're just talking about different things and then we went to Will, I went to Will's house and we sat in the back and we were just talking about our lives. You know, we both each have three kids. We're talking about just where our kids are, what we want for them, you know, what the idea of the album was. It's not about just about preaching hope. It's about what things are like when you are hopeful, what they are like mm -hmm. when you're not hopeful, what why to be hopeful. It, it, it answers a lot of questions about it, mm -hmm. but we didn't want to be direct with it. So we started just talking about our career and, you know, we've been doing this for 16 years now wow. we started in 2004 we sent a tape to showtime of apollo in 2002 they checked it two years later we went on to showtime of apollo and won four times and won the entire year with 2005 showtime of apollo legends and that was how we started our career so cool. and then um i remember we got 20 grand but back then i mean you know american island wasn't out none of, the, none of those competitions mm -hmm. were even created yet but it felt like i mean i don't know i don't think they even put out a press release like it was mm -hmm. like we won but we were like on our In own a you know, and we just had to just go. And then for every year since then, we've been slowly just kind of, you know, on stages and in, in the back playing with Alicia Keys. We're in Iraq playing for the troops. We're on Broadway. We're, you know, playing with Lincoln Park and Thailand or wherever. And just slowly every year, we're just rising to a place that now we're in 2020 and we're sitting here with you guys. And it's just every year is better. Oh, so than you the, won the race. We, <laughs> <laughs> this is the plateau. Yeah. I am this so, is the plateau. so stoked that this is this the plateau. Is, this is, <laughs> 
<laughs> We've worked our whole life to be sitting here with you two ladies. So thank yes. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, we were thinking like, so it was like, you know, when we're talking about it and we're thinking about it. And then there are opportunities that we've probably passed up over the years. Like, hey, come play in this big person's band mm. in, the, in their background. And it's like, eh, I don't really. Or like every talent show wants us every year. And we're like, right. oh, we've done that. And I know we're, we don't seem as big as, you know, to you guys. But we don't want to you to control our art. So, no. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. there's been many years where we just, you know you know tossed you know different opportunities to the side and for us we look at it as like you know we were like man you know because we took the stairs we didn't we didn't we let the elevator just pass us by mm. and I, and then we were like hmm that idea of just taking the stairs is interesting because for us it's like you know we feel as if like say say for instance these um guys that are on the talent shows right you know you go on america's got talent you win second place or third place or something like that it's basically as if an elevator just opened up you got in it and right. it took you to the 50th floor of a hundred story building yeah and then once you get off it then the, the show is over and then now what are you gonna do you you know what the 50th floor looks like Mm -hmm. you're in the building you don't want to go back down to the bottom so Mm -hmm. you stay in the building as long as possible and eventually you just like all right let me go back outside and just you know go back downstairs and see where where i'm at and then you look at the building i'm like oh i've been in there though i've been in there all right let me start from the bottom and you end up doing it anyway so for us it's like we just kind of took the stairs and we're like halfway up but i mean we know the marketing department we clean the bathrooms once upon a time (laughs) we know this whole building backwards and forwards so it's just a different it's a different um approach to us and like you know I think that since we're at this place there's so much that can be gained from taking the stairs from taking the hard road because you know the way that we appreciate every single fan that comes every single night is different because we had to earn them one by one over the last 15 years and you're modeling that for your children too you're showing them what hard work does and the moments that you can grab from each of those things you don't appreciate it when you just hop into the yellow Mm, no, you don't. And by the way, you can have my seesaw metaphor if I can take your building. <laughs> you can take my elevator. building metaphor, yes. The seesaw, and, you, you got it. And that <laughs> final question that, you know, I, I think we've been kind of talking about the whole time, which is sort of like, how do you activate your artistry in an activism way? Like, we were always curious about that. And I know you all play for the troops. Like, right. m- mm-hmm. more than once you guys have gone yeah. on tours, and, and that's really powerful. Right. Would you count that as kind of like what what you your give back in an obvi- in an external way? Or, look, you can just say, we've had a few artists say, like, just giving people a smile all day long, like smiling at people is their form. Yeah. So there's no pressure on having a specific, but that to me was like, that stood out like a lot of warmth in my heart for you for doing that. I mean, that's a that's a part of it, and and it's funny. And every time we we did it twice, and every time we go back, and um, they they love it. They're appreciative because mm. not a lot of artists go there and perform. So, so they're yeah. just like, oh my god, thank you for being there. So yeah. for us, it, it's definitely a um, something that we love doing, man. It's just again, our music just does something to people, right? And uh, yes, we, <laughs> I concur. Yes, correct. So, so we can't ignore that, you know what I'm saying? We can't ignore the, the the kid that's looking at me with his eyes wide open that's just like, you can, I can tell what that little kid is feeling like. Oh my mm-hmm. God, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can do something that's incredible, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily gotta be the violin. It could be anything. It could be art, literature, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's something about that that we we can't take for granted, you know what I mean? Like like you know, not to be corny, but Spider Man, you know, but great power comes great responsibility. I Definitely, think. <laughs> Uncle, you know, yeah, yeah. said it, Uncle Ben, yeah. So I we, mean, we, yeah. we we don't we don't take that lightly, man, and we see it everywhere, all across the all across the board. And again, that's for us. That's how we activate, you know, 
our artistry and mm-hmm. activate ourselves and, and just really try to activate people. You know what I mean? Because, again, we perform in front of a crowd that are is completely mixed. You know, um, just I wanted to throw something in just about the activation. We also have um, a Black Violin Foundation. Um, nice. we, um, we, we Basically what we do is we connect dots. So it's like, you know, for instance, we grew up and we had a really good teacher, but our teacher just did a couple of things, like got us really good level instruments that gave us the confidence to get that college scholarship, mm-hmm. you know. Or in the final year of, co- of high school, we didn't have money for lessons and he got a lady to sponsor it and yeah. she trained us up and that's how we ended up getting the college scholarship so mm-hmm. like even though we were in a really favorable situation so to so to speak you know with the teacher there was still a couple of things that was necessary so um the black violin foundation we just started a six months ago we we're looking for donations but we're also um handing out um scholarships you know for kids it's, we have a uh, it's called the musical innovative grant you can check it out blackviolinfoundation.org and if you are a kid in need that needs just you know that violin lesson or that trumpet lesson or that trumpet or that beat that that computer to make beats whatever you can apply for our scholarship grant at blackviolinfoundation.org also how we activate our activism fantastic so cool well thank you so much again for being on the show we're going to hear you perform in a minute Um, and I just wanted to let our listeners know not to forget to rate and subscribe at launch left on all socials hashtag launch left you can find us everywhere or at launchleft.com and also, was there something else? Oh, I just wanted to thank Audio Technica. We are so grateful because they have graciously, that's the word I was looking for, mm-hmm. graciously donated microphones to the cause. So you're listening to our smoky vocals through Audio Technica's oh, right yeah. now. Thank you, Audio Technica. Yeah. <laughs> so next up, Black Violin Live. Thanks for watching and listening. <laughs>
Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. <laughs>